do we need to say uh we should check in on people see how their pierogi uh trails are going no, I'm oh kidding. you know what i've never received so many hate messages about n- me not knowing and most of it's from my family i'll tell you not knowing who hunky bill was not knowing who hunky bill i was. knew that would happen and the crazy thing you is, have brought shame on the family <laughs> well maybe <laughs> i don't know what the shame is exactly but like uh, what was what were i would like to settle this once and for all what were hunky bill's most prominent years well that's a super good question look it up when did he rise to fame he was always kind of famous. Shut up. Well, he ran that booth for like, or the family ran the booth, wasn't it like 53 years or something crazy? Right. But like, when did he rise to fame? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that he's before your time? I'm Is saying, that what you're getting at? I'm saying that I think his rise to fame occurred when I was not in Manitoba. He didn't have to be in Manitoba though, because he was in BC. He was but- a national sensation. Oh, you think Albertans are also Hunky Bill fans? There's a lot of Ukrainians in Edmonton. Okay, well, then I I guess I can't use this as an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I would say like the early 70s. Oh, then I definitely can't use this as an excuse. (laughs) Do you remember KTEL? Yeah. Okay, so then you don't have an excuse. You know what I'm disappointed about? Hmm. There are 10 Google reviews, and you did not tell us what people are saying about Hunky Bill. (laughs) <laughs> that's your segment my friend <laughs> you d- it's like you don't even care well, well i'll tell you this much hunky bill has nothing less than a four out of five star and the only reason it lost a star on that purchase is because it was a piece of it arrived broken that's not hunky bill's fault that's uh maybe the carrier kate can i tell you something interesting about the hunky bill's pierogi maker <laughs> just to prove that i'm still in the right have you used it since we talked last? No, but I want to tell you this. Okay. It was estimated by Ripley's Believe It or Not that nearly seven out of every ten people on the entire planet have seen or has used a Hunky Bill's Little Progy Maker. You are absolutely making this up. That says right there. You are absolutely making this up. <laughs> I don't believe you for a second. Seven out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> This is all bullshit. This doesn't sound credible. I mean, I love it. It's fantastic, but it's absolutely not true. It said that most of his wealth went into philanthropy all around the planet. (laughs) I mean, I can't doubt this. Was he like airdropping (laughs) his pierogi maker on the Inuit? This is from Cal's Canadian Cave of Coolness, which is a reputable source for information. (laughs) It is not true. I'm going to go with the or not part. That after the Queen and Colonel Sanders, that it was Hunky Bill? Yeah. If this is Ripley's Believe It or Not, I'm going to go with or not. not. (laughs) Cue the music. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Made From What's Left. So you're carrying the episode. I'm just here for color commentary. Okay. Well, snide, snide comments and fun facts. So no departure from the usual. I have mm. a lot of reading to do. Should we tell a listener first uh, about our field trip? When we went to the Stonewall riots? Nope. 
<laughs> well, we went so, to Stonewall. <laughs> so the Stonewall riots, also known as the Stonewall Uprising, mm-hmm. the Stonewall Rebellion, or simply Stonewall, mm-hmm. were a series of spontaneous protests by members of the gay community in response to a police raid mm-hmm. that began in the early morning hours of June 28, 1969, mm-hmm. at the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village neighborhood of Lower Manhattan in New York City. Uh-huh. So that's what we're talking about, right? No. What? We're talking about Stonewall, Manitoba. What? <laughs> 38 minutes Pride Month. northwest of the city. <laughs> but it's Pride Month. <laughs> well, there was a Pride flag in Stonewall, Manitoba. There was one. <laughs> we saw it. We saw it. Okay, so we went to Stonewall. Yes. Because we wanted to see a very particular building. We wanted to have lunch. Yes. And we wanted to visit a quarry. Yes. And we accomplished all of those things. We did all of those things. And we even found some other little gems in town. Yeah. Yeah, we really took over Stonewall. <laughs> It was a Stonewall takeover, <laughs> not a riot. It, it was not a, well, we had a riot. We did. It was a not an uprising. <laughs> it might have been a rebellion. There was a bit of a rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. So we took the trip up to Stonewall. It was a delightful drive. Yep. 38 minutes. Something like that. Something like that. It went by at a breeze. Pleasant little drive. Yeah. And uh, upon arrival, we went to the Kiln restaurant. We did. Where we enjoyed hot dogs. No. Fat boys. Curly fries. Yeah. And soft drinks. Yeah. And then we made a second trip back on our way out of town <laughs> for ice cream. For ice cream. <laughs> and, and shout out to, uh, or call back to an earlier episode. Paige had the super kid. And I, I had uh, Latigue Latigue. <laughs> she did. We, I did. <laughs> we did. It was on brand for us. So would you like to know, with respect to the kiln drive-in, mm-hmm. what people are saying? about the? I'd love to know what people are saying about the kiln. <laughs> I can only assume you have good things to say about the kiln, because well, those are some lovely people. I pulled a one out of five star rating and a five out of five star rating. Okay. The so one stars are always good. The one star. Mm-hmm. No crocodiles. What? Three exclamation points. <laughs> From John Gill. A crocodile? No crocodiles. Um, that would be a selling point. For me, <laughs> I but only want to go to restaurants that don't have crocodiles. It is also like factually accurate. I believe there were no crocodiles. There were no crocodiles. That should be five out of five. Yeah, that was a one out of five. As promised, no crocodiles <laughs> no. at the kiln. Um, five out of five stars. Great food, has a dining room and outdoor seating and a million flavors of ice cream. All a must stop if you're in the area. All of these things are true. Only issue is them putting purple onions on a Caesar salad. Not my thing, but the wife liked it. <laughs> it's more was... of a you problem <laughs> well it didn't even take a star away so that's good um that was from lulz oh huh. thank Lulz's. you lulz he's had some good times at the kiln i didn't know why it was called the kiln what until this trip no well because i'd never been in the stonewall quarry oh i had never visited the kilns oh well today no yesterday you learned i learned I always thought it should have been called like the quarry or the rock or the rock. no crocodiles. <laughs> Hard rock. Nope, that's taken. <laughs> <laughs> and not happy rock, although everyone seemed very pleasant. And there were... Happy rock's another place entirely. Yeah, there were, <laughs> there were stones with smiles. Mm-hmm. They weren't glad. Mm-mm. No, they weren't happy. We saw some fossils. We did. And also some... Younger people. (laughs) (laughs) Just because that lady gave you the stink eye, she gets a shout out. She gets a snarky shout out. (laughs) Yes. Okay. 
So um, we started our day at the kiln. Yep. Had a hearty lunch. Yes. Oh, that burger was good. That was a good looking burger. That was a real like meat patty burger. That looked like it had like a slightly floury bun. It had call that a Kaiser bun? Yeah, it had a perfect Kaiser bun. It had all the things on it. You know who we should get on the pod? Who? The guy that rates fat boys. What's his name? Well, the guy that rates fat boys. Let's get him on the pod. He has his own Instagram called For the Love of Fat Boys. Do you think we can afford a third mic? Well, we could probably share a mic and no, give, I'm not one, sharing. give one to him. You can, sh- <laughs> you can share a mic with him. <laughs> I'm not using any mic that is labeled licked by Roy as yours is. And make sure he'd gravitate to the one labeled not licked by Roy. <laughs> Mine. He has a really interesting way of rating fat boys around what the is, pig. What is his rubric? Well, he has like very specific categ- like criteria for what makes a fat boy a fat boy. Okay. Like the style of the lettuce and the type of pickle and the sauce. And Does it require chili? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a fat boy sauce, like mm-hmm. a chili. Uh, and then he very enthusiastically tastes the fat boy and gives it a completely random number which i assume is out of 10 you think it's random he's probably got like a whole theory i bet you it's not random or maybe it's just like intuition right so i think that we should uh when when we get around to the point of having guests on this fine pod (laughs) are we headed there i think we're headed there i think he should be our first (laughs) i like it i'm in um so he does all his ratings in parking lots Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so maybe what we do is we have him on the pod. Young Rebecca's researching right now. And we get to we get him. To, oh, wow. Yeah. He's I think in he actually lots. has a hat that says, love me, love my Winnipeg. Or, really? Yeah, he has one of the early Winnipeg propaganda hats. Okay, so we get him on the pod. Mm-hmm. We get him to school us on what a proper fat boy is. Yeah, like we should bring in some fat boys and he can tell us how to properly taste and appreciate a fat boy. As or, if we were tasting wine. <laughs> <laughs> if we we're tasting wine. Um, or do we bring in several fat boys and um, see if he can, like, name the joint? Well, he's testing. He's tasting every fat boy in the city. So he knows them all. Well, I don't know if he's made it all the way yet. Oh. And if there's a chain, he's testing every location. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's in town dedication. and out of town. He's dedicated. Okay. He loves a fat boy. What's his Instagram called? For the love of all For fat boys. For the love of all fat boys. Okay, so we had our our snacko. <laughs> yes. And then we went in search of a very special building in downtown Stonewall. Yes. Which was really the primary reason for us. I was Like say- everything else was just kind of gravy. Although we did not have gravy. We did not have Well, actually I would say that the uh lunch was as important to me as seeing the building. <laughs> well, the lunch was how I got you to agree yes. to go see the building. <laughs> Will there be food? Yeah, I'm in. It was like the carrot that I dangled. But instead of a carrot, it was a bag of curly fries. Because the carrot would not have worked. No. And those curly fries were amazing. They were really good curly fries. I almost was going to fight you because you were eating them all. We should have bought the large. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what building did we go see in downtown Stonewall, Manitoba? <gasps> Do you, Like, is it me or is it you? Well, we went to see the, the Dominion Post Office. It is the... Stonewall Dominion Post Office. I stand corrected. <laughs> and what makes it special? Stonewall Dominion Post Office, uh-huh. 
which was built in 1914-15. Uh-huh. It was designed by Francis Conroy Sullivan. Ooh. What can you tell us about Francis Conroy Sullivan? Francis Conroy Sullivan was the only Canadian student of Frank Lloyd Wright. Bam, there it is. Do you know who Frank Lloyd Wright is? He's an architect. Go and on. also the one that you named your cat after. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> A famous American A architect. Very famous American architect. Known for some very famous buildings. Yeah, and this, this little building, so we should mention probably that it is located at 361 Main Street, Stonewall, Manitoba. Would you say that it's Manitoba's foremost example of prairie-style architecture? Not only foremost, <laughs> but the only known surviving example. See, that's pretty cool. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it was uh, designated as a Manitoba Provincial Heritage Site number 34 in 1989. That was going to be my question. Oh. Is it a protected building? Y- yeah, provincially. Okay. City of Winnipeg is not going to protect it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so provincially it is protected. Okay. Those planters mm-hmm. at the front entrance are original. The light fixtures are not. I was able to determine that. So you had okay. asked if the sort of decorative light fixtures were maybe original because they've got kind of that old tiny yeah, they look old carriage. Tiny. Yeah. They could have been replaced in like 1938 for all we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might be old timey, but they're not original. Right. Um, and the clock. And the clock is original to the building. Well, I mean, I don't know that the clock is, but a clock was a clock. original. It looks yeah. like a very clean clock. It's clean. Maybe somebody Someone cleaned got their, their clock. clock. Cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> the you know the handrail at the front stairs. Yes. That's sort of offset to one mm-hmm. side. That appears to be original to the building. Really? Yeah. And what about that back gate that has that very Frank Lloyd Wrightish pattern? Not original. All right. Yeah. But in keeping with the building. Somebody went definitely in on a theme. Right. When they put, like, a thoughtful theme when they put that gate in. So it's to describe the building. We're going to put pictures on our socials at Made From Pod. Nice. Seamless. But we could say that it's a one-story, flat-roofed. Yep blockish looking building <laughs> blockish that's not an architectural term but yeah right. blockalism <laughs> no not a thing not a thing but it's charming it's an absolutely charming little building and what's it made out of a tindlestone what a surprise <laughs> a local some, limestone i should say and it appeared to have some beautiful leaded glass windows it did behind Unf- some storm windows yeah yeah so unfortunately the storm windows do kind of hide some of the detail of the leaded uh glass windows but Mm -hmm. very cool and a charming little building the aesthetic is known as the prairie school of architecture or prairie style Mm -hmm. which um it like and when we're talking about the prairies we're talking about like the canadian and u.s prairies no just canadian all american yeah so i was correct in the first huh Canadian and U.S. prairies. Just U.S. Just U.S. No Canadian. Oh, so this is like an outlier. Yeah, this is a total outlier. And probably why it's the only surviving example. Mm -hmm. Um, So the style is usually marked by horizontal lines, Mm -hmm. flat or hipped roofs, Mm -hmm. broad overhang eaves, which I will say is notably not 
part of this building. Right. Uh, windows grouped in horizontal bands, also notably not part of this style, but I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. Uh, integration with the landscape, solid construction, craftsmanship, and discipline in the use of ornament. Okay, yeah, I'd say the last one's definitely true. So the uh, windows grouped in horizontal bands, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. And we don't see broad overhanging eaves. Mm-hmm. I think that's because this fellow, Francis Sullivan, drew inspiration from Frank Lloyd Wright, but was actually known for more verticality. Okay. So it's a very little single-story building. Yes. But it looks bigger than it is. Yes. And those windows are certainly vertical. <laughs> and windows are vertical. Well, all the, ver- all the windows were like tall and skinny. Yeah. Yeah. So there's verticality. Um, so here's something kind of interesting. Okay. So Francis Sullivan, the only Canadian student of famous American architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright was an apprentice of a fellow by the name of Louis Sullivan. Any relation? But as far as I can tell, no relation. Okay. There were <laughs> only like nine surnames at that time. Yeah. Many, many <laughs> middle initials. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the little, uh, tidbit that I have about Francis Sullivan was although influenced by Wright, Sullivan's work diverged from Wright's in certain important ways. For example, whereas horizontals predominate in Wright's creation, Sullivan used strong verticals to create tension in his designs. Oh, did you get a, a tension? It was a very taut building. <laughs> I found it to be very taut. There's another predominantly <laughs> architectural term, taut. <laughs> Um, we got to peer in the window of the building. Yes. And I thought that it was being used as a museum. No. But we didn't see anything in there. No, art gallery. But hang on. art gallery. Hang on. On the topic of the interior. Oh, do you have pictures of the interior? I do. Once again, a visual medium. (laughs) As this is a visual medium. (gasps) Look at it. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So a lot of, or all of that wood is original on the interior. It's too bad those blinds are down. Yeah. And um, the reason why we have those photos mm-hmm. is because the building was either for lease or sale recently. Oh. 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 We could have bought this. Um, so Painted out all that word, woodwork in a sunny bubblegum pink. <laughs> Surely Some not. Cheery. <laughs> um, so yeah, Avis and Young had the building listed back in I'm not really sure what year, but I know that it would have been post 2016. Okay. Uh, with a net rent of eighteen hundred and thirty one dollars a month. Okay. Um, or a sale price of three hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. <gasps> That's it. That's you could have bargain. bought that and like That's made a it bargain. a house. Yeah. Yeah. In 2017, Travel Manitoba included Stonewall in its list of five downtowns cute enough to shoot a movie in. That's true. And in and, fact, and we did. And we did. And in <laughs> fact, we did shoot a movie. A we little western. Sh- we have to. <laughs> we, have, we have a six speaking s- of bubblegum. We shot a bubblegum western. <laughs> we shot a bubblegum western. It's six seconds long. Um, so it was in fact used. It ends in a death. M- Not m- mine. My death. <laughs> Um, this little building was used in the Lazarus Project. Okay. A 2008 thriller starring the late Paul Walker. Sure. Of Fast, thank you, Fast and the Furious fame. So fast, so furious. <laughs> too fast, too furious? The late Paul Walker. Did the you fasts, say the late? R.I.P. All the furious is the late Paul Walker. Um, okay. And Maneater, a 2007 TV movie starring Gary Busey. What? Right? That's random. Totally. 
And so, named after the Hall and Oates song. <laughs> yes. No. Apparently. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Young Rebecca's Googling Hall and Oates. <laughs> She's in for a surprise. I mean, it's a good song. What else can I tell you about the Dominion Post Office? So here's my question about the Stonewall Dominion Post Office. Hit me. I'm wondering if it's still being used as an art gallery. Because not to skip oh. ahead, but when we went to the Quarry Interpretive Center. <gasps> Don't skip ahead. They had an art gallery in there. Oh, so So my question is, how many art galleries can Stonewall support? (laughs) This is a good question. (laughs) We should have asked. It seems to have a vibrant arts community, but I don't know. We should have asked at the Interpretive Center. That woman was already um, mad at us for not buying a pin. (laughs) Well, actually, (laughs) that's my last note here. That if anyone should... Well, maybe we should talk about the... Uh, let's talk about the Interpretive Center first. Let's do it. Okay, it's actually not called that. It's called the Quarry Park Heritage Arts Center. Don't give me that look! But isn't an Interpretive Center just a general term? <laughs> I, but it's a Heritage Arts Center. Okay, so... That's important. <laughs> once we were all filled up on prairie architecture and bubblegum... yeah. We went and found the quarry. Yes. And why don't you tell us about that? Should we talk about the quarry or the Heritage Arts Center? Well, we <laughs> walked on a very lovely, accessible, what would you call it, a gangplank? <laughs> we call it a, an elevated walkway. We walked up an accessible elevated walkway <laughs> to the Quarry Park Heritage Arts Center. Do you want to know what people are saying? I want to know what people are saying because it was chock full of art. It was. Okay, so I got two one out of five stars and I got Mm. two five out of five stars for you. Okay, who could find fault with that lovely building? Well, okay, is one of them you? (laughs) None of them are me. On account Um, of the uh, non-assisted doorways in the bathroom. No, no power operators on the multi-stall washrooms. Well, we won't mention that. <laughs> no, um, one out of five stars. So it's it's got an average 4.4 out of five stars. It's doing pretty good. Okay. Uh, one out of five stars. My dog hated that place. Too many rules. Would not go again. The dog hated it. The dog hated it. Linda Chambers <laughs> wanted to make sure that everyone knew her dog hated it. <laughs> Too many rules. <laughs> You know, I once stayed in a campground, like right on the ocean in Tofino. Oh. And someone gave it one star for having loud waves. <laughs> so waves go on, Linda. Waves are loud. Um, <laughs> one out of five stars. I was just passing by. Scott Cray. That, so this was it, the title of his review was just no, the passing whole, by? the whole review. One out of five stars. I was just passing by. Scott. Holy. I don't know why he needed felt the need to comment right it was just passing by i've passed by a lot of things i haven't <laughs> rated on google <laughs> good or bad there's a lot of reviews on amazon that are like oh i haven't tried it yet yes this, that's what this is as this far is as like I'm concerned. scott is writing all of those reviews let's let's read some five out of five okay. star reviews uh manitoba's best kept secret my grandkids think it's the best place in the world Holy. dave pepin I would say that uh, as a former grandchild, I would agree. There were some uh, child-friendly Grandpa Dave activities. knows where to take the kids. They love it. They love it. They think it's the best place in the world. Five out of five stars. It was a fun walking path. We were able to get some walking in on a lazy day. Restrooms. Clean. Would use again. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin. Well, thanks, Caitlin. I hope, I hope Caitlin left them as clean as she found them. <laughs> pack in, pack out. <laughs> 
10 out of 10. Leave nothing but footsteps. That's right. Footprints? And memories. Leave nothing but footprints. And memories. Take nothing but pictures. <laughs> um, okay, so I found a lovely article by Robert Coots at the Manitoba Historic Society's website mm-hmm. about the building. Shall I read you a couple excerpts? Sure. Should we mention that this is a lead certified silver building we could we could also mention that the architect was ft3 oh my neighbors who knew yeah they're just like right there built after fire devastated the previous visitor center in 2007 i didn't know taking along with it all of the records and artifacts from the town what yeah so they've done a pretty good job of building it back up they did there there was a little note about how the good news is lots of things are being uncovered all the time that can be that can contribute to the the art center do we know if all the art in there is local i mean it's all of local interest what well like all of the art was of local scenery and buildings i didn't get a dossier i'd like to know where the artists are from i think you can probably uh reach out to them and (laughs) find out (laughs) Should have done my my homework. Can I just show you what the visitor center looked like before it was mm-hmm. devastated by fire? Mm-hmm. Well, lots of really noisy cars go by. Sure. <gasps> Is that an Italian Gabri building? I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. It had uh, an a observation cool tower. Lookout. Yeah. Like a two two level lookout. Two le- three really, if you count the. So if the if you went up and the first lookout was too high <laughs> you could go down a level yeah that's kind of cute i can i can see that i actually think that older building has a lot of charm it does um the new building's lovely though it is so this is what this is what this write-up is about and it looks like you could have functions you could have like a have wedding functions. function or something so um this is this uh this write-up or this little article i found by robert coots okay the recently opened Quarry Park at Stonewall, Manitoba represents a refreshing interpretive balance of human, industrial, and natural history themes. I say refreshing because too often historic sites in Canada simply focus on the achievements of a dominant white culture and ignore such topics as early human occupation and the evolution of na- the natural environment. At the Stonewall Quarry, these various themes have been effectively integrated and help provide the visitor with a comprehensive educational experience. That's true. He and goes, also you got to pretend you were running a digger. I did. There's a there's a simulator, a loader simulator. Yeah. Someone <laughs> got to go in and work all the controls. There's so many buttons. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm qualified. <laughs> you did manage to pick up a rock. I went backwards. <laughs> I was trying to go forward. There's a lot of beeping. I got hung there's up. There's a lot of beeping. I was backing up. There's a beep. There's a horn. There was a horn. I f- when I found the horn, that got used a lot. <laughs> Uh, so Coots goes on to say, today the visitor can view the remnants of exposed limestone ledges, butte mm-hmm. formations, excavations, and a quarry pond. I love a butte. Who doesn't love a butte? I love a butte. <laughs> I do. Dominating the landscape are three massive draw kilns, as well as the ruins of early pot kilns used in the limestone burning process. And I've mm-hmm. got some notes about that. Should we also mention that that area is full of walking trails yes a lake with a beach yes although i did hear the lady on the phone say that the lake wasn't open yet oh she said the splash pad was open but the lake wasn't open there's a splash pad even apparently and there's a campground yes 
a lovely, peaceful little campground. So then this last little sentence is from from our friend Coots, mm-hmm. is a friend of the pod, Robert Coots. <laughs> um, constructed as a relatively modest cost, relative that is to some larger government historic sites, mm-hmm. the Stonewall Quarry Park represents a successful attempt by a small community to preserve and commemorate an important part of Manitoba's history. Well, there you go. Bam! And we recommend it. Five out of five stars. We do. And if you are so inclined to attend, Mm -hmm. we recommend that you bring probably $10 and GST and PST (laughs) in cash. (laughs) And purchase a pin. So you can help save the kilns. That's right. The kilns look like they're in need of saving. (laughs) Yes. They're looking a little crumbly. (laughs) Well, yeah. They look like they've been around for like 100-ish years. Yeah. Or more. When was that thing? Late 1800s? Yeah. Yeah. Like 100 and... Nearly a half years. You're mathing. I am. This is bad. You can see smoke coming out of her head. It. She it's maths. hurting. It hurts. <laughs> okay. So. so, yeah, lovely pins just help support Save the Kilns. Yes. And you can go see the kilns. Yes. And well, you can go for a walk from a distance. And you can see a lot of uh, limestone just <laughs> carelessly strewn about. <laughs> strewn? <laughs> like, so should we? Do we want The place to- is lousy with limestone. <laughs> it's true, actually. <laughs> Do you want to know what they did with those kilns? I do. Because you were saying to me just recently, you just learned that they were kilns. Yes. Well, I kind of thought that limestone just came out as it was and that was it. Mm, Well, it does. But extracting the lime is the process. Right. So these, those kilns operated from the 1870s to 1967. Ooh, that's actually really recent. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. Like 55 years ago. Yeah. 56 years ago? Thanks for the math. Um, so overburden is removed to expose the stone. Overburden is just all the organics, grass and mud and twigs and leaves and that sure. kind of stuff. Um, then the stone was blasted, mm-hmm. which we saw a great video of. Yep. Just a guy like just sprinkling dynamite on the ground. Just sprinkling. Just <laughs> sprinkling. Sticks of dynamite. Just sticks of dynamite. Everybody back up. <laughs> I'm going to give you the count of 10. <laughs> Um, then it was, so it was blasted first into big chunks. Yep. Then broken up by, by hand, hand into smaller pieces. And, uh, we should say also that the people that broke up the rocks by hand were doing it as piecework. Yes. And so they would load the, the broken rock, they would load into two ton bins. Mm-hmm. Workers were paid per bin and would typically fill eight bins in a day. And they would get roughly 25 cents an hour. Woohoo. Ooh. Ooh. Wasn't that cute story that you could we not s- get a kid's cone at the kiln for a day's wages? You could not. <laughs> it's true. In that cute little story we heard mm-hmm. at that little documentary that's playing in the with the lady talking about her brother? Yeah. Didn't she mention that on his first day he got 25 cents for the whole day? Yes. And then his uh his father <laughs> took him out back. <laughs> Taught Not for to, a beating. And taught him how to crush stone. But taught him how to break up rocks. And she said he never made just 25 cents a day after that. <laughs> <laughs> Good so, on him for going back, though. Yeah. Because that had to be back-breaking work. Oh, I think it would have been... I think it would have been rough. Yeah. So limestone uh, being burned for lime was carried to the kiln. It was then loaded into the top of the kiln over a hot fire. Very precariously. Yes. They have yes. some uh, pictures and videos at the uh, 
I'm not going to call it an interpretive center. No. (laughs) (laughs) The art center? At the art center. um, Of these little buggies being like taken right up to the top on these rickety little yep mm, things mm-hmm. what would you call that they th- that's in here if you want me to dig it like up a, a system of conveyance they had <laughs> i want to say the young rebecca's like... impressed by my vocab today <laughs> it's just like words that you're making up yeah she's into it so until the mid 30s the mm-hmm. bins of rock were lifted by derek not, Who's not derek? the guy oh. <laughs> The Derek had had enough. The structure. <laughs> Derek was so done in the 30s. Um, after that, ramps were constructed. Yeah. So the ramps themselves look pretty precarious. Even with the ramps, they were hand-winching yeah. the stones up the ramps. And what was it? A ton or two tons per bin? Oh, uh, two tons. Oof. Two-ton bins. Oof. But I think also they used a lot of animals to help with the heavy labor. That's why Linda wasn't happy about her. Linda's dog wasn't happy about the whole situation. She sure wasn't. <laughs> uh, too many rules. <laughs> um, so, so they loaded the stone into the top of the kilns. Then it took six to ten days mm-hmm. to complete the burning process. Holy! Which involved um, burning the rock, cooling the lime, and then raking the lime, the quick lime, through a small door at the bottom. And then they shipped it by rail to manufacturers of paint, whitewash, uh, masonry, mortar, or plaster, among many other things. Because we mm-hmm. saw all the different uses for lime mm-hmm. in the interpretive center or art There were some uh, food uses. Yeah. Some, like, household producty uses. Yeah, because it, it has some sort of antibacterial thing, because they would actually use it to sanitize and to clean. But also a dangerous product to get on you in its pure form. There is a lime eczema, which people frequently got when they worked with the lime. Calamine lotion? Drinking water? Cal- glue? Detergent? Calamine lotion? Nope. No? <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry, I tried. Poultry grit? Hog feed? Cattle feed? Manure treatment? I don't know why they have a Winnie the Pooh beside manure treatment. <laughs> Poo. Oh! <laughs> Duh. Well, they're not going to put well, that. Had to be explained to me. <laughs> Used for building roads, railway beds, asphalt, cement, and uh, to neutralize acidic lakes. All of these things. All of these things. And apparently, if you got this lime on your skin, you Eczema. put vinegar on it. Oh, to, to neutralize it. it. Yeah. <gasps> Interesting. So vinegar was one of their like safety items. Right. While you were operating the digger, I was reading other things. Okay. You were learning. (laughs) I was making my rounds. I was learning a thing. (laughs) I was learning a skill. A a A marketable skill. Trade. (laughs) If this doesn't pan out for you, it's something to fall back on. I always have the digger. Um, so that's all I have for you on the history of the quarries. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, like, you know now? I feel like I know now. Our young fella, Francis Sullivan, Sure. As we know, was a the only Canadian student of Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about Frank Lloyd Wright? I'd love to tell you a couple stories about Frank Lloyd Wright. Sure. I have in my hot little hands, in a minute when I pick it up. I was going to tell you who founded the town of Stonewall. Oh, please do. Samuel Jacob Jackson. Oh, Mr. 18- Stonewall Jackson? Well, that's the thing. Stonewall Jackson was also... A different Stonewall Jackson was also uh, like a Civil War 
character. Was a different he not? Samuel Jackson was also a different character. Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> not Samuel Jacob Jackson. <laughs> so he acquired the town the land is built on in 1875, founded the town in 1878, and he moved there himself in 1881. Wait a minute. He founded and incorporated a town, but he didn't even live in it? Well, he founded it. It wasn't incorporated until 1906. And when did he move there? 1881. Oh. It was incorporated as a village in 1906, uh. incorporated as a town in 1908. Mm. So it grew. And did it ever continue to grow? It now has a population in the 2021 census of over 5,000 people. Hmm. <laughs> Who knew? Well, Had that- some lovely... Uh, Lovely homes. There's yeah. some historic homes. There's some mid-century homes. There's yeah. Like it's quite some a mix. New- Brand new. Brand new homes, too. Uh, the present town hall was built in 1912. Oh, I got some stuff for you on that. Using local limestone. The building that was originally the, the land titles office. Is this the one you're talking about? I'm um, talking about the current town hall. Yeah. That's the original land titles office building. Okay. I got a fun fact about that building. Oh, do tell. So that building is 293 Main Street. Mm-hmm. was built in 1912-13. Another charming building. Yeah, by architect Victor Horwood. Mm-hmm. It is a municipally designated historic site, number 91. Okay. As of 1993. And um, the design originally called for a domed roof. A dome, you say? Wouldn't that have been cool? Like a little itty bitty Grand Central Station? (laughs) Just a little wee one out on the prairies. Yeah, just a little itty bitty one. Um, Francis, our buddy. Yes, friend of the pod. pod. Did he design any other notable buildings in Manitoba? He did not design notable buildings in Manitoba. He designed, most notably... (laughs) Um, the Banff National Park Pavilion. Sure. With Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay. He was born in Kingston, Mm -hmm. Ontario, and he spent most of his career working on projects that were in Ontario. So most of these we don't know. Um, he did the O'Connor Street Bridge in Ottawa. The Gainsborough Apartments, also in Ottawa. The Francis C. Sullivan House. That one? In Ottawa. Yeah. He did the horticulture building in Ottawa. Hmm. Um, and he did a handful of schools because he he got a job doing municipal buildings at some point. Oh, he did some schools in Chicago. Yeah. Heh. Heh. So he was fairly prolific. Yeah. As a builder of designer, designer. Of buildings. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. So, do you want to hear? So, what I have with me in my hot little hand that you keep mm-hmm. trying to avoid, yep, is <laughs> some some fun things about Frank Lloyd Wright. Well, all it is is a collection of letters to clients. So, Frank Lloyd Wright, of course, had a fairly prolific career, mm-hmm. and he uh, was practicing in a time when there was no email, of course. So, so handwritten letters. Handwritten letters or... Um, Telegrams? Yeah, thanks. Telegram. I have handpicked a couple letters to clients. 
And he was known as a bit of a character. Curmudgeon? He could be salty. Mm-hmm. Salty's a nice way to put it. <laughs> so I'm giving you these without context. Okay. So there's surely backstory. Surely. And I'm not giving you any of it. No, this is like, what are people saying? This is what are people, this is what is Frank saying? <laughs> a this new is, feature. This is a new feature I like to call, what is Frank saying? So when working on the Martin House mm-hmm. in May of 1906, okay. Frank writes, my dear Mr. Martin, you are incorrigible, but I love you just the same. Send the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your bills. <laughs> You're going to notice a theme. Okay. Um, and I will say also... Did he not have like an accounts receivable department? He was pretty terrible at getting paid. Well, okay. I mean... <laughs> getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that one's a long one. Hang on. I'm going to skip around here. Skipping around. Skipping. Skipping. Okay. This is during uh, the design of the Florida Southern College. Okay. Dear Mr. Spivy, the basement plan is about ready. Of course, everything above it had to be in order before we could finish it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you realize the significance of our work here, of your promise to send us $500 each month. The going is especially tough just now. You have paid January and February. March is still missing. Could you? Oh. Could you? I really like this, like, ending a sentence. Oh, and he says, faithfully, Frank Lloyd Wright. So in the last letter, he ends it right. And now he's faithfully. Faithfully, Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, I like this idea of ending sentences with could you. You know, one of the more famous reviews of Florida Southern Colleges. (laughs) What? Crocodiles. Three (laughs) exclamation points. (laughs) They're all here. Um, I think something that's kind of interesting about this. So $500 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, this fellow, uh, Mr. Speedy, was having difficulty paying because he was outside of the school season, so he wasn't getting a lot of money, and so he was really behind in paying his bills. But mm-hmm. $500 each month is what he agreed to pay, and I did a quick inflation calculator to see what that is. Mm-hmm. So it's about $10,000. Okay. Fair um, enough. <laughs> Could so, you? <laughs> so then, same client, dear Dr. Lud M. Speedy. Short for Ludwig? Maybe. I'm assuming so. Um, So, dear Dr. Speedy, it distresses me to remind you of the fact, as you are doubtless aware, we are many (laughs) months behind schedule on payment of back fees, and especially so on your promise to pay $500 a month for the library plans. A great deal of the work I had lined up for the past few months, in view of these payments, had to be forestalled and delayed. I understand this is your slack season, but unfortunately, it's our busy season. We have to produce. I know you are hard put to it yourself, Mm -hmm. and I hate to urge you. (laughs) Will you be able to keep your promise to us? These are, I love how he ends with these little questions. It's candid. I wonder if these are being dictated. I don't think these ones are. Because he... He's putting pen to paper himself. Well, he has an assistant, and sometimes the letters are from the assistant. That's why I don't think that these are. But I suppose I don't know for sure. I really like this. I really love the language in these. It's Mm -hmm. just... uh, Dear Mr. Speavy, <laughs> did this school ever get built? No, uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> Dear Dr. Speavy, cheer up. We're working on your plans and good luck to us meantime. <laughs> good luck to us. Cheer up. I'm going to start texting you. Good luck to me meantime. <laughs> I think that you should copy all of these letters out and just use them for your own just accounts send them, receivable. Just send them on the, <laughs> on the daily. Um, now, during the design of the Walker House, 
in August of 1949, Dear Mrs. Walker, we hesitate to proceed because of your continued indecision. Frankly, you have me puzzled. There is so much work needed to be done. Wait, hold on. When Frank Lloyd Wright says, frankly. Frankly. (laughs) It's like me saying, let's get on the same page. Yeah. (laughs) Frankly, you have me puzzled. There's so much work needed to be done for many clients eagerly waiting to build that I don't like to go ahead until you decide to listen to me rather than your friends. Oh. I still like the revised house featuring the cove and assure you no house you have seen could resemble what the cabin on the rocks represents. Oh, sincerely yours, Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, the cabin on the rocks. Cabin on the rocks. Beautiful home. The Walker House. Do you know it? Mm-hmm. Do you really? I think I do. Okay. I'm going to look it up. It's probably better known as Walker House because... House? In Southampton? Mm, no, in no. California. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'll tell you. Yeah, California. Yeah. Carmel, California. Yeah. It was just up for sale, wasn't it? Are you serious? Yeah, like recently. Did you buy it? Or am I thinking of a different house? Well, probably not. The Mrs. Clinton Walker house. That's Cabin on the Rocks. That's the one. Remember when I told you about that house that Frank Lloyd Wright designed and the homeowner was like, oh, the kitchen was really small? Mm -hmm. That was that house. (laughs) It was recently for sale, though. Really? I think. Okay, now I'm going to tell you how much it sold for in February. Okay. $22 million. That house? It is absolutely, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I know the home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so $22 million. Can I read you the, uh, the letter she wrote him to urge him to take on the project? Yeah, do it. I bet you it's in here. I am a woman living alone, she said. Mm. I wish protection from the wind and privacy from the road and a house as enduring as the rocks, but as transparent and charming as the waves and delicate as the seashore. You are the only man who can do this. Will you help me? What a poet. Right? And then she said that the kitchen was too small. <laughs> well, I mean, to her credit, the kitchen was awfully small. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> there's, I haven't seen many Frank Lloyd Wright homes, but all of the ones I've seen have small kitchens. Yeah. Small, lots of things. Small corners. Yeah, I think her big problem with it was that she had nowhere to put her trash can or something. <laughs> it's just not a functional kitchen. I got so a text. to summarize, mm-hmm. I would say that Stonewall, Manitoba is a great location for the whole family. Yes. Come for the architecture. Stay for the food. Yes. Stop by the quarry. All of the above. Cue the music. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.